Hello, welcome back to the Bibliophile Hour. I am Erica the Bibliophile, aka your cousin, and we are on day nine of 31 days of podcasting where I read a book and record a podcast. And we are here for part three of Wahida Clark's Thug series, and this is Thug Matrimony. And I'm ready to jump into it so I can tell y'all all of Angel and Kaylin's uh tea so you know let's go ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think hey i want to start my own then you need anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain first everyone's favorite word free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So it is the day of Angel and Kaylin's wedding and nothing seems to be going right. Angel threw up on her wedding dress. And she's pregnant, but that was supposed to be her surprise to Caitlyn on their honeymoon. But she told him when he came to check on her, because when she threw up on her wedding dress, she was saying the wedding is over. She fired part of the staff, you know, telling them to get out. Because when she asked for Caitlyn, they said, you know, it's not a good idea for you to see the groom before the wedding. And it's just like, out, you're fired, get out. So, you know, he comes in and he calms her down and Tasha is pregnant again, which she is very upset about because her and Trey are off to the side, you know, having a conversation because she wanted to wait until their twins were a little older. I believe they're only one year, you know, like they're only a year old. So, and plus she wants to work. She's like, you know, I didn't go to school and get my degree in physical therapy and respiratory uh, therapy not to use them. And so, you know, he says, you know, just have my babies and we'll work it out along the way. And she just seems to accept that. Snake is alive and he is at Angel's wedding with backup, which is like five guys and they're all strapped. And, you know, he's saying, I don't give a fuck about the groom. I'm here to see the bride. And... Tasha's sister Trina is the one who is standing there talking to him so she rushes off and she tells Jazz and Fahim that Snake is here and Snake is alive so Fahim goes to Kay and Angel to tell them that so they need to get ready so Tasha and her brother are walking and talking and they you know, press the button for the elevator. And when the door opens, Trey is laid out on the ground. He's been shot several times. So, you know, automatically she gets to work and she calls an ambulance or, you know, calls the police and tells them that he's been shot in the chest and the arm and the shoulder and the leg. So she starts stripping off pieces of her bridesmaid dress, you know, to wrap around wherever he's been shot at to try to stop the bleeding. So they get him into the ambulance and Tasha goes to step up and one of the paramedics stops her like, you know, you can't get on. This is a very critical situation 
we can't have you in here. And, you know, she starts acting a fool. She's like, that's my husband. Ain't no way y'all gonna not let me ride. And we're losing precious time. So why are you arguing with me? We need to go. And back in the hotel room, Caitlin looks at Angel and says, you know, what's going on? But she's in a trance and she starts crying. And this pisses uh, Kay off because he's like, you know, what are you crying for? You still got feelings for this man? And, you know, she's just in shock. She's like, you know, I can't believe that the person I was in love with and, you know, that fell off the face of the earth and who I thought was dead is popping up now on my wedding day. It has nothing to do with me wanting him. But Kay ain't going. He chokes her up because she's not answering. So it's just like, you know, do you have feelings for this man? What is he doing here on our wedding day? And, you know, he puts her, well, not puts her down, he kind of throws her down to the ground and goes into the bedroom to get two of his guns. And Angel tries to stop him, which either even further pisses him off because it's just like, why are you stopping me? Because you want to be with him? Is that what you stopping me for? And she slaps him and she's like, you know, you need to get it together. I'm just in shock of him being here. It's just like, it has nothing to do with me wanting him it's just like I was gonna marry him at one point and then one day he disappeared and now he's just popping up with guns on my wedding day did you think I was gonna have some answers for you like basically I don't know what to tell you and so Caitlin just like pushes her to the side he don't want to talk to her right now so him and his crew they rush downstairs ready to attack but they have to remember, it's broad daylight outside. They got guests everywhere. You know, this can't go down how Kaylin wants it to go down. But when Kaylin sees Snake, you know, he just starts shooting. All that pep talk that one of the crew members just told him, like, you know, remember, we can't go out there guns blazing. He's like, yeah, you right, you right. And as soon as he sees this man, he starts shooting. And somebody dives in front of Snake to take the bullet for him. But he's wearing a bulletproof bulletproof vest, though. So they move this little meeting that they're having into a ballroom. And, you know, a couple of the guys guard the door so nobody can get in. And Kay puts one gun away because, you know, Snake is like, I'm not here to fight. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I just want to talk. So Kaylin like, puts one of the guns in his in the back of his pants but he takes the other one and he starts beating snake with it and angel shows up to tell them that trey was shot and snake tries to talk to her but angel takes a candle holder and hits him with it and she's like you know what do you want why are you here and then caitlin tells her you know i'm gonna need you to calm down and it's like, you need me to calm down. Just a few minutes ago, you swore up and down I wanted this man. So now that I'm beating his ass, now I need to calm down. But she turns on him and smacks him too. Like telling him, he better not ever choke her again. And she's like, you ever put your hands on me again? I got something for you. And Angel still wants to get married because they they carry Snake out. So he's no longer a problem. And she's telling Caitlin, like, you know, you need to get ready because we're still going to have a wedding today. And he tells her, I'm not marrying you today. I got some things I want to sort out. I ain't even thinking about a wedding. So that's dead. 
And Angel, like, she cries for a minute, but then she remembers that her best friend is in the hospital, you know, not knowing if her husband is dead or alive. So she changes clothes and rushes over to the hospital to be with Tasha. And she thought that Tasha knew what was going on, but while their situation was going on, you know, Tasha was dealing with uh, Trey. So she knew nothing. So when she runs down the situation... Tasha rushes out of the bathroom to confront Kay about putting his hands on Angel, but she stopped by the doctor. You know, Trey, they got the bullets out, but, you know, some of them nicked certain places. So he's in a coma. And when she hears this, Tasha faints, which is just like, <sighs> I would think, I don't know why. Well, not faint as if it's a bad thing, but it's just like, I would kind of be glad because it's like, okay, he's still here. So there's still a chance. And Angel stays by Tasha's side in the hospital room with Trey because, you know, of course they got money. So they got him the best room possible. And she stays there for three days until she decides to go home and face the music thinking that Kaylin is at home. And I'm like, I don't know why you would think that. His best friend was shot. I'm pretty sure he out pounding the pavement trying to make some things shake. So it's been two days since she's been home. So five days all together, you know, since she's seen him or heard from him. So she finds out from his sister that he's at his baby mama's Bianca's house. So, of course, that don't sit right with her. And she's like, you know, did he run back to his baby mama? So she rushes over there. And we find out that Kay has been sitting at Bianca's house waiting for her fiance because he spanked Malik. So he's staying there until he pops up. So Angel tells him he's blowing things completely out of proportion, but he still refuses to leave. So she says, you know what? I'm staying here with you too. And Bianca explains the situation to her like, you know, Malik was being bad so my fiance like tapped him on the butt but it wasn't no you know like it wasn't a beating so he is taking this completely out of proportion but Kaylin feels like you know I'm his daddy don't another man don't need to be spanking my child he can say something to him but as far as putting his hands on him no and Bianca says you know it was with an oven mitt and it was a few pats on the butt so this ain't even called for for you to be waiting on this dude so she's angel is woken up by bianca screaming and Kay is dragging the dude down into the basement and basically stumps him out and tells him he has to get out and you know basically like this is over angel returns a missed call from her mom who puts her sister on the phone and Carmen is 17 now, and she has a terrible attitude. You know, she's just being a teenager. And when Carmen gets on the phone, she tells Angel that she's the one who told Snake that Angel was getting married and, you know, where the wedding would be at. And it's like, why why would you do that? Like, you ain't seen this man in how long? You just walk up and you just telling people my business? That makes no sense. If that wasn't public information, you don't need to just be handing that out. And she asks him, you know, like, where did you even see him at? And Carmen, like, whispers it into the phone, like, you know, at the club. She's like, girl, you only 17. What are you doing at the club? 
And, you know, she's being a teenager. You ain't my mama. So Angel pops up at her mom's house and her mom is crying because, you know, she was coming to have a talk with Carmen anyway because it just seemed like she getting out of hand. And she's like, you know, mom, what is wrong? And her mom says that Carmen stole money from her. It was for, you know, it was bill money. And she had it all set up in the envelopes, who was going to get what. And when she goes back, you know, the bills are still in the envelope, but the money ain't. So Angel goes into Carmen's room and locks the door and confronts her. And at first, Carmen is like, you know... You don't tell me what to do and who you think you is coming in checking me. But when she sees that Angel is serious, then she starts, you know, screaming for their mom. Like, mommy. And it's just like, no, you was just tough a minute ago. So where all that mouth go? And Angel locked the door. So their mom couldn't get in there anyway. And this part, like, kind of pissed me off because the mom calls Angel. And then when Angel comes over to handle the situation as soon as Carmen starts screaming mommy she's like at the door like angel angel it's like no you wanted me to handle it so I'm gonna handle it go sit down somewhere and Carmen had the money under her mattress and she's like I was gonna give it back but you shouldn't have took it in the first place if y'all got family members that got money what you stealing for especially with the way you know like Wahida she was writing before Siobhan was Latrice but I love the way they both like they have a way of telling you all the designer stuff that people get and buy so it's like if she had all this stuff there's no reason for you to be stealing money from your mom you could have got it some way somehow so Kaylin is still coming home late or just flat out not at all so one day when he comes home Angel warns him like if you keep doing what you're doing I got something for you. So we not finna keep doing this. And you know, she done made herself dinner. He like, ooh, can I have some? She like, ooh, only made it for me. I didn't know if you was gonna be here or not. So that kind of pisses him off. And so he goes upstairs to their bedroom and he's shocked by whatever he sees. So he turns right back around and goes out the door. And she tells him, you know, she has an appointment in the morning. So he better be there. And he also better be home by 11. And he thought he hung up the phone, but he didn't. So Angel stays on the phone so she can, you know, hear anything, figure out where he's going, what he's been doing. And Kaylin, he's going up to the hospital to visit Trey. Of course, well, not of course, but he's still in the coma. But Kay sits and talks to him anyway. And Tasha steps out to let him have that moment. And he tells Trey that he's been staying at his mom's house you know, he loves Angel, but he's insecure about this snake situation because he thinks that she's going to leave him for snake. And what, you know, like what was he shocked by in the bedroom? She replaced their king size bed with two full size beds. So his and her bed like back in the day. And he says he know he has to find a way to apologize but now he has to make his way home because he thinks if she doesn't, she'll kill him for real this time. So, you know, he leaves and goes back home. It's Angel's first appointment. And, you know, they're excited to hear the baby's heartbeat. And it kind of brings them together for a moment. And now that 
Kalen is legit. He's running his own record label. It's called Game Over Records. And he's running it with Angel. Like, that's their business. They get dressed together. They go to work together every day. And while they're in the office, he tries to have sex with her, but they're interrupted by a business call. And it's just like, she wasn't really trying to have sex with him anyway, but she's unable to resist him. And when the call is over, Caitlin tries to pick up, you know, where they left off, but Angel disses him. And he says, damn, Red, you can't just forgive a nigga. And that's his nickname for her, Red. But it's just like, forget, forgive you. Like, what are you talking? Nigga, you left me on our wedding day talking about you, you not thinking about a wedding and you got to sort some stuff out and you ain't even been home. So what are you talking about? No, I can't just forgive you. And so they focus back on business. And there is an artist by the name of Little E that Kay wants really bad. And so Angel says, you know, so why don't you go get him? And he says, because nobody knows who this guy is. He only calls into radio stations to freestyle or battle other rappers. And then, like, he just falls back. So nobody has any information on him. And she like... Nigga, you was a kingpin. You got connections everywhere. I'm pretty sure you could put some feels out. And this person can be found with no problem. And so they did find him. And they set up a meeting. And they planned to send their A&R guy to meet him for lunch. So the A&R guy, Perry, he calls Angel and says, you know, he's been waiting for an hour. And the guy never showed up. So... She calls Little E like, you know, what's up? I thought you said this time. Like, what's going on? And Little E, he like, yeah, I've been sitting here waiting. Like, where you at? What's going on? And she's like, you've been there that whole time? Yeah. And she describes Perry and was like, have you seen that type of person? And Little E says, yeah, he just walked through the door. So she tells him, you know, don't go nowhere. I'm going to be right there. Can you just hold tight, you know, order whatever you want. I'm on my way. I promise. And, you know, that makes them look crazy because it's just like you set up a meeting with me and the person that you seen just walked through the door and I'm the one that's been waiting for an hour. So she calls Kaylin to tell him, you know, what's happening with Perry G and Lil E. So she's going to meet him. And then she also tells him that she took Carmen to Planned Parenthood you know, to find out if she was pregnant or not. But she's not pregnant. But she did have coke, weed, and ecstasy in her system. So it's just like, this girl is out of control. But with the way they've all led their lives, it's really not surprising, which is sad to say. So Kaylin is still looking for Snake. And a homeboy that he and Trey knows calls him and says... He's seen somebody fitting his description, but he's not going by the name Snake. He's going by K, which is creepy because, you know, Kaylin goes by, uh, I was going to say Kaylin goes by Snake. Kaylin goes by K. So it's just like, is he trying to be him? And when Angel gets to the restaurant, she dismisses Perry because he's still there. And she's like, you know, oh, I'll pay for y'all meal. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. And so he ups and leaves with his little flunkies that he has with him. And she goes over to little E to introduce herself.
But she's shocked to find out that he is actually a she. And she is a white woman who resembles Alicia Keys, I guess. So a white girl with long braids. What? I don't get I guess just in the face. She looks like Alicia Keys because then all the other attributes is like of a video vixen. But she's a white girl. Like that's her appeal is that she's white but she looks black and she has black features and it's just like whew this book was way ahead of its time child but we're not gonna get into that her real name is lily get it little e lily so she just turned 18 and other people have approached her about signing her but she's tied into a bad deal with philip johnson who is the East Coast equivalent of Suge Knight. He saw her battling one night. He promised her the world, you know, if she signed with him. But that also turned into him having sex with her and getting her pregnant. So he gives her abortion money, you know, telling her basically to get rid of it because he's married and he has a family. But when she refuses he decides to do nothing with her career. Like she can't perform. She can't do anything because she signed to him. So now she's pregnant, basically no deal. And she's living with her grandmother. So Philip Johnson shows up to their office with two police officers. And he says, you know, Lily or Lil E signed a deal with them, but she like that contract is null and void because she's already signed to him and angel comes back you know her retort to him is lily was underage when she signed that contract so and she had a fake id so actually his contract is null and void and won't stand up in court if he tries to pursue anything so he looks to kaylin and just tells him you know hey you might want to get your wife and kaylin was like don't she right there. You could talk to her herself. She grown and I'm right here. So, you know, and he tries to throw his weight around like, okay, I tried to keep this professional, but y'all must don't know who I am. And Angel like, ain't you from the street? You know, Kaylin Santos and I'm the bitch that your mama warned you to stay away from. So, you know, if you want to try us or if anything happened to our business, you do remember that you're married, right? So do you want to pay child support? Or you could be going to jail for statutory rape because the girl just turned 18 the other day. So he leaves out, you know, very upset, but whatever. And Kay and Angel make plans to have a quote unquote real conversation about their relationship and where it's going because, you know, they're tired of the, basically they're together, but they're not together. And Kay thought that that just stood for they were going to have sex that night instead of actually talking about anything. And this pisses Angel off. You know, she goes into one of the guest bedroom doors, slams it and locks it. And Kay calls the pastor again and all his family to come over at almost two o'clock in the morning, telling them that there's going to be a wedding. So he goes to Angel hugging and kissing on her saying, let's get married for real. And when he says that, it just sets off something in Angel. She gets so upset. 
once again asking him, you know, what would make you think that I would leave you for him? That I had been faking my love for you and your son for all these years, which I'm trying to figure out. I wish it was time frames because then I don't know like how long it's been. And, you know, so she's just like, you know what? No, it's over. So she starts pulling dresser drawers and dumping them out on the bed. She's ready to pack and leave. But, you know, all this fighting wakes up Malik, but Kay just puts him back to bed and they get back to fighting, which leads to sex and then them getting married at three o'clock in the morning. So they basically had the Reverend and their family outside for almost an hour. And while they're getting married, you know, Angel makes a list of demands. And one of them being that he has to plan a whole new wedding. He has to plan everything. Like the dresses, everything is up to him now. She's not doing anything. And he gives her an apology. He says... Baby, you mean the world to me. I love you more than anything. I need you in my life. And I know it sounds corny, but you complete me. And that's real talk. I apologize for making you suffer because of my insecurities. I apologize for not putting my ego in check and my pride aside. Baby, I need you in my life forever. I swear that I am still the man you fell in love with. I want us to be a family. I want to be the best father for our baby and I need you to be a permanent part of Malik's life. He loves you and I love you even more for loving him and accepting him as your own. Will you forgive me? And, you know, she's fighting back tears and he asks again, you know, will you forgive me and will you marry me? And they go on to get married and everything is great. But I appreciated that apology because it was real like grown man of him to admit where he messed up at so a few days later angel's mom calls her again to tell her that carmen ran away and she's somewhere with snake and when she ran away she wired her mom a thousand dollars and she just called to ask her if she got the money so they find out who shot trey it was the younger brother of a guy that worked for Trey, but Trey killed when he found out that the guy tried to step to Tasha while he and Kay were locked down in Mexico. So it's like, you know, the guy found him, shot him, and left. It's been three months and Trey is still in a coma. Tasha has a mini breakdown because, you know, she's just so frustrated and wants him to wake up and come back to his family. And when she finally releases all of that tension that she's had held up, you know, she goes to sleep. And she's woken up by Trey writing, Tasha, I love you, into her palm. So, you know, all the family is coming up. Trey is, quote unquote, alive. You know, like, he's up, he's up, he's up. Philip and Snake know each other from back in the day. They used to run around together. And Snake owes him a favor. And Philip is calling it in. He wants Snake to kill Lily or at least kill the baby in her stomach. Because, you know, he can't have that in his life. So the mob that Trey and Kay worked for, 
come back for a favor because although they are supposed to technically be out and be clear you're never really free and clear so they can get that out of their head um but the mob wants them to kill a family member because he's bringing too much attention to the family you know like people are starting to know that they're the mob and what they're doing so carmen being with snake she didn't realize the type of man he was and she does something i didn't write it down because it really didn't matter but he started beating on her and leaving her in a hotel you know he had her luggage so she can't do anything until he comes back but she actually leaves and she goes home and she asks her mom for a thousand dollars which i don't understand because it's just like you just sunk me some money so how are you now coming back asking me for money and then she also steals two of her mom's credit cards and her mom can tell it looks like she's been doing drugs so probably more of the coke the weed and the e that was found in her system the first time angel and Kay travel to her house because once again the mom calls her to tell her all of this information and Angel locks them in the room together again and confronts Carmen. But Carmen tells her, this ain't going to be like the last time you hit me. I'm hitting your pregnant ass back. And, you know, so Angel is like, bring it on then. Let's go. And Carmen's face is already all bruised up from when Snake beat on her. And Angel asks her, who did it? And Carmen's response is, why do you care? And Angel's like, what do you mean? Why do I care? You're my sister and I love you. Like, who is attacking you? And Carmen has so much animosity towards Angel. And it's their mom's fault. Because Angel is her favorite. She's constantly walking around talking about how amazing Angel is. How Angel has done this. Angel has done that. It's like, you need to be more like Angel. And it's almost like the Brady Bunch. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's Angel, Angel, Angel. And Carmen just feels, she also feels as if Angel abandoned her when she moved out and went on to live her own life. So it's like, you know, you basically just left me, didn't check up on me, didn't really care about me. So why should I care about you? And that's so sad because parents can make you feel that way, like as if they prefer another child over you and they'll swear that they do it for motivation but it's like that's not what it sounds like to a kid because like if you're my parent and all I hear you say is how great this other one is and you don't tell me I do anything good or I, I do anything right it's gonna feel like damn so why am I here like what is my purpose if all you care about is this other child so Angel asks her again you know who attacked her Cause she ain't trying to hear all that other shit uh, Carmen talking about. And Carmen says, I got into it with my man. Now, will you give me the money? Cause Angel promised to give her the money if she tells her who did that to her face. And Angel says, what kind of man would beat a 17 year old? You should know he used to beat your ass. And it's like, what? So you sneak, you sleeping with snake which first of all girl you are only 17 you are still underage but whatever and i know there are laws of consent but still even 16 17 you're just not ready for sex at that age that's my personal opinion i don't care how anybody else feels that's my opinion you're just not ready and that should not be the legal age of consent 
And, you know, like, Angel basically whoops her ass because it's just like, girl, you think you're so grown, which is so many teenagers' problem. You're so grown, you think you know everything, and you don't know nothing. And after a doctor's appointment, Angel gets a flat tire, so she has to take a cab. And while she's getting in the cab and she's preparing to call Kaylin because he told her, you know, like, as soon as you get into that cab, make sure you call me so, you know, we could talk during the whole way. But Snake gets into that same cab and, like, slides her cell phone out of her hand. And he's telling the cabbie to go in a different direction. And she's basically telling him, like, no, don't go that way. So, you know, they're... It's in New York. People don't really care about show problems. He's like, look, which way am I going? And Snake is still talking about the past and how she owes him an explanation. And she can't even really be one to be with Kay because she still belongs with him and she's still engaged to him. And it's like, how do I owe you an explanation? Ain't you the nigga that fell off the face of the earth? What am I supposed to do? Just wait around for somebody that I don't even know is dead or alive? You sound crazy. And so at some point she jumps, she gets her phone back and she jumps out of the moving cab and hops into another one, you know, urging them to take off. Like, please, there's somebody after me. Please just go, go, go. And she calls Kay. And, you know, at first she's crying. She's not really saying anything. So he's jumping up like you know where are you tell me you're okay you know talk to me you're not saying anything so while she's crying she tells him you know he was in the cab with me why won't he leave me alone make him leave me alone and this tears at Kay because it's just like you would hate to hear your partner sound like that and there's nothing you could do about it and he's trying his hardest to find this man but it's just like how how can he find your woman or find your wife? Because they did get married now. But you can't find him. And in the process, her water breaks. So he has someone call an ambulance and they all meet in front of the building. Because the cab is bringing her to the office as well. So Snake's little lackeys that he has with him, they kidnap Lily and Philip shows up and roughs her up a little bit and you know he's talking trash to her and before he leaves he tells them to shoot her in the stomach three times to make sure that that baby doesn't make it and that's exactly what they do they take her to an area filled with homeless people and like off to just a little small deserted part and they shoot her in the stomach three times and they leave her there but because the area is surrounded by homeless people, two of them go up to her and they actually, they steal her cell phone and they take the, the money that was on her. But they do call the police to tell them, you know, there's a white woman laid out here shot up. I think y'all will want to come get her. And Angel has their daughter, Jahara. I think that is a beautiful name. That's a really pretty name. I like it. And Lily was found, oh yeah, like I already said this part, so I was ahead of myself. Um, she was found by a grandfather and a granddaughter who called the police. 
and she lost the baby and she herself is now in critical condition so snake calls angel and tells her again like you know i'm not gonna stop until you talk to me and she's like you know i'm no i don't have anything to talk to you about like that is over get over it and snake asks you know how much do you care about your sister and she's like what she's my sister of course i care about her what do you want he's like basically you can have her back if you talk to me so she has to agree to come and speak to him he's in miami so she sets up for i think kate yeah kaylin's mom to babysit the baby while she goes off to miami and the guy who called Caitlyn earlier about seeing Snake but not knowing if it was really him, they've been sitting on Snake at his house and he calls Caitlyn to tell him that he just seen Angel go into Snake's house. And this makes Snake so upset because it's bringing forth his insecurities that she really does want to be with this man because he had just talked to her on the phone and she made it seem like she was at home you know, just at home doing regular things. So this hurts his feelings a little bit, but he's already on a mission and that mission is to kill that family member for the mob. And whoever the person is, like they're also hanging out with one of his artists, but somehow they managed to slip into the house while his artist, what is his name? Papi Chulo? He's in the bathroom. So they managed to slip in while he's in the bathroom kill this man and then slip back out so poppy chulo is none the wiser and then they head to miami and snake cooks this elaborate dinner there's lobster there's champagne he's talking and you know she's like well if i have to do this let me go take a bath and you know like set the scene whatever whatever so while he's drinking the champagne angel poisons him like and so he starts to feel woozy and doesn't really know what's going on and before that though he did start to eat her out but she called kaylin's name out because that's the only way she could get in the mood because she's not attracted to him anymore so she had to actually think about her husband and when she called out his name snake punched her in the face but after that then she starts to beat him to death with a trophy and kaylin is there you know like he pulls her off and he hugs her and he's like you know what it's over i got you don't worry about it carmen is there and i'm trying to figure out like where was she at this whole time when they were having the dinner when they were having their conversation like where has she been at that whole time to now run in there and when she sees that snake is dead she runs for him but angel like pulls her into a hug and saying like sis it's over you don't have to worry about him anymore but carmen thinks that she has real feelings for snake so it's like bitch you killed my man so she reaches for a gun that she has and they're fighting over it and it goes off and Carmen is the one who ends up dead like the bullet got her so in the end they finally have their over-the-top wedding there's celebrities there 
you know, they're decked out. Even the Dons come to see Trey and Caitlyn on their, on his wedding day. And they want to make them Dons into the family. And Caitlyn and Trey, they're like, no, we respectfully ask already and we're going to ask again. We just want to be done. And the family agrees, but it's fake, you know, security because, like I said, you're never really out of the game. And that is going to wrap up book three of the Thug series. And this is going to wrap up episode nine of Read a Book, Record a Podcast. I hope you guys have a beautiful day or evening. And I will see you back for part four of this Thug series. Peace and blessings, people.